Hello, my friends, and welcome into another edition of the JMAC Podcast. So glad that you are here, and please take a minute to follow us on whatever channel you're watching, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, anywhere else. We're getting a lot of likes on our videos, which I love. That's amazing. And a lot of comments. But what really helps us grow is those follow clicks. So they, how do they say it? The right way to say it? Smash that, smash that, uh, follow button. Yeah, smash it. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Uh, anyway, thank you for joining us today. You know, one of the things that I have been trying to help people understand as we sort through uh, what is real and what is political, and this is something that I uh, consider a passion of mine because we hear so many things that are misquoted, misstated, absolute lies, and we let them fly because they match our political philosophy, because we are not looking for truth. We're looking to verify our own truth, a truth that we've already decided that probably isn't a truth, but we're like, I believe it. And so I see a story that matches that. I'm going to follow it. And so I've been making it my mission uh, really since the very first claim of election fraud and COVID fraud to sort through all the nonsense, all the political nonsense and get to the heart of the issue. One of the ways or one of the areas that I have focused on is inflation. Now, remember, the Republicans wanted you to believe that the inflation caused after the uh, pandemic or that occurred after the pandemic was caused somehow by Joe Biden in his first day in office. He did something that caused rampant inflation. And uh, you can go back and watch previous videos where I have debunked that and where I've shared that actually both parties are responsible for a portion of the inflation because of the huge amount of spending that both parties continue to do, but that the primary cause was supply chain issues when it comes to the pandemic, that uh, the laws of supply and demand were borne out exactly the way that you would think they would when all of a sudden usage of items are way down. And uh, so you have demand way down. So people stop making things because they're not going to sell them. And then suddenly we come out of it so quickly because of the vaccine that supply goes up higher even than before the pandemic. We've talked about this. So I just want to continue to share with you examples of how this happened and why this happened and why it's so dangerous to let your political viewpoint decide for you how this happened or why this happened. So one of the places that experienced extreme inflation is the auto industry. And a lot of people thought, why in the world would the auto industry have problems? And I heard people, what did they do? They blamed a Biden because suddenly people don't want to buy cars because fuel prices are so high. Well, once again, uh, that's not accurate. Let's take a look at some of the things that cause inflation in the automobile industry. And the good news is uh, it's coming back, back to pre-pandemic levels, just like most things, by the way. 
they're coming back down. Now, will we come back down to pre, pre-pandemic levels? Probably not. We probably never will. Uh, but because most of the inflation was caused by the pandemic, we're now seeing that inflation decrease. And also the raise in interest rates has, has something to do with that. Very little of it had to do with Biden or Trump. But we like to put that responsibility in the hands of our president. It makes it really easy politically to just decide, uh, you know, who's responsible when the reality is much more complicated than that. So let's go to the story here. This is from go.com or ABC. And you, you know, you may not, uh, agree with them because they're part of the right wing media. But the headline is supply chain woes caused the U.S. auto sales to fall 8% last year. Uh, and this is, this is very interesting to me. And if you're watching, I have an ability now to just bring over the highlights of the story. And I think this will help us focus a little bit more here. Um, it says shortages of computer chips and other parts continued to hobble the U.S. auto industry last year, contributing to vehicle sales dropping 8% from 2021 to their lowest levels in more than a decade. But there's good news for consumers in the, uh, in these gloomy numbers. Vehicle supplies on dealer lots are growing albeit slowly, and automakers expect at least a small easing in prices this year as inventories grow. Now, I don't know if any of you tried to buy a car over the last two years, but I mean, the inflation in the car industry was was dramatic. People were paying well over sticker price. Used car inflation was huge, so it was a great time to sell a car. And that's because initially there weren't enough cars for people to buy. And this happened uh, with the rental car industry as well. So that's how we came out of the pandemic with extreme inflation. And then because of that, people decided, well, I guess I'm going to ride around in this in this car for longer until prices go down. And that's why you see sales drop 8% last year. Analysts are now expecting sales to grow by roughly $1 million to around $14.8 million this year as demand remains strong, but they'll still be far short of the normal $17 million per year before the pandemic. With many models still in short supply, though, the average new vehicle price rose 2.5% in December to a record of just over $46,000 per vehicle, according to J.D. Power. There are signs, however, that prices may be starting to ebb a little as inventories expand. You hear that? You hear that statement there? The, the prices are starting to ebb because inventories are expanding. Supply and demand. All right, that's that's the whole key here, all right? Supply and demand. Uh, the improvement, although small, 
is allowing consumers to haggle a little on some slower selling vehicles, such as sedans and even some luxury vehicles, but they're still getting top dollar for gas, electric hybrids, and other more popular vehicles that are sold before they even arrive on the lots. For most of last year, people who wanted new vehicles had to pay sticker price or above and take whatever models and colors dealers could get. The computer chip shortage dates to the spring of 2020 when automakers were forced to shut down factories due to rapidly increasing COVID-19 cases. I'm still reading here from go.com. So you have a chip shortage. Uh, cars today, they need chips. So first of all, Demand goes down for cars in general because we're all sitting in our homes. We're all there for the pandemic. Then when the auto industry wants to start uh, return to making vehicles because the demand starts to go up, there's another industry that is having supply and demand issues. That's the chip industry. And so now the chip industry is having problems. That flows into cars them them having problems and you can see how supply and demand just gets all messed up here um again the computer chip shortage dates to the spring of 2020 when automakers were forced to shut down factories due to rapidly increasing covid 19 cases you hear that why did we have a chip shortage because factories were shut down chip makers shifted production to consumer electronics to feed a computer and gaming sales boom when people were stuck at home. I mean, it's just so clear here when you, when you take the politics out of it, what is happening in each of these situations as to why we're experiencing inflation, where the supply and demand issues were. Um, isn't that amazing that chip manufacturers said, well, we're going to stop making chips for cars. We're going to pivot, which they needed to do to stay in business. And now they're making chips for the gaming industry. And then all of a sudden, because of the vaccine and we come out of the pandemic so quickly, people want their cars again. And the chip manufacturers are like, we're making gaming systems here. And so now they have to pivot back the other direction. And these things take time. And while they take time, there is a shortage of product. And while there is a shortage of product, inflation goes up. And I've explained this to you before, but I'll share it one more time. People are like, well, they're just price gouging because they know that there's a pandemic. Look, there is price gouging that happens, but let's just say I'm a car dealership and suddenly I have half the cars or a quarter of the cars that I normally have on my lot. And I don't have a lot of people coming on that lot, but I still have to pay the lease. I still have to pay for the lights. I still have to have a sales staff. I still have to have uh, a service staff. I still have all of these expenses that I can't just get rid of for a few months while the economy catches up. So where is my only, I, I have two ways to make a difference here. There's only two ways to survive this. 
If there are more, let me know. But there's basically two ways to survive this. The first is you cut costs. And uh, one of the easiest way to cut costs is to let people go. Fortunately, because of government spending that I agreed with, a lot of companies didn't have to let people go because of, of the loans that were available. That was a very important aspect of this. But you still have all of these other fixed costs that you really can't do anything about. And so what are you going to do? Where are you going to make the money? Well, you're going to raise the price of your inventory. That's the only resource that you have in order to be able to keep the lights on and continue to stay in business. So it's just interesting to see the chip companies move into gaming. And then uh, back to the story, when the auto plants restarted earlier than expected, chip makers weren't making as many semiconductors for the automobiles, which must be made to withstand vibration and huge temperature extremes. So the, the chips that they were making for the gaming industry are different. They don't have to be made to withstand vibration and huge temperature extremes. But the ones that are made for cars do have to withstand those things. So it's a completely different process, a completely different methodology in order to uh, make the ones for cars. And I don't know that anybody was expecting that we were going to come out of the pandemic as quickly as we did. And so in, in almost every industry, we were coming out so fast that they couldn't catch up. This is where most of our inflation came from, not from Joe Biden. Now, uh, the Biden administration has started spending and that spending will absolutely contribute to inflation. And the Republican Party did a huge amount of spending during Trump's term. Now, a lot of that spending was actually done in conjunction with Democrats. They got together and they spent money to help keep us out of a recession. And I appreciated that. You know me. I, I fought for that. I thought that it was very important to keep us out of a depression, which is why I'm repeating it again. I'm sure you've heard me say this before. But that means that that added inflation was caused by both parties, not by one man and not by one party. And I will continue to express to you my fear and concern that if we remain ignorant, and it's not a word I like to use, but if we remain ignorant about how economies work and how supply and demand works, then we will choose extremes in hard situations. So uh, if, if things are going crazy because of supply and demand, and we allow somebody to convince us that it's one person in the White House who's causing it, and then so we go to another extreme and say, this is the only person who can solve it, then we're going to end up making bad choices. And we're not going to choose somebody who can solve the problem. More often than not, it just takes time to solve the problem when it comes to supply and demand. I think part of the problem is we hadn't experienced anything like this in our lifetime. But generations before us probably could have explained the concept to us pretty well. 
But, you know, uh, in the past few years, years, everyone's become an epidemiologist. Everyone's become an election fraud expert. And now everybody's become an energy expert. They know everything about oil and how that works. And they're also becoming an inflation expert. Um, and the reality is that they're none of those things. And when they do the research, they will type the question in into Google in such a way that they're going to find the story that agrees with them instead of actually finding the the uh, the news or the correct information, the source. Um, and I've been doing things uh, for years to try and hone my skills to get to the actual source. This is something that I started doing 20 years ago when I would see a story in, I don't know, ABC or somewhere somewhere else. If I would see a health story somewhere, I would look at who the source was for the story and I would go and find their website. And if they were using a source, then I would go to the that source's website. And I managed to work my way backwards to where I was finally getting to original sources. And I would start following those sources. So, so much of my news stream that I read every single day is not coming from the CNNs and the Fox Newses of the world. It's coming from the original sources. Now, sometimes the original source is, is the actual uh, news entity. Like in this ABC news story, they're talking directly to an industry expert about the issue. So as long as that industry expert, if you can vet him and say this is somebody who definitely would know what they're talking about, then ABC can be a credible source. Um, but we never take the time to actually look and verify if they are credible. We're not looking for credible. We're looking for verified to us, right? That's what we're looking for. Uh, proof of our own position. So we've got to be careful with that. Keep working on it. With that in mind, if you haven't already, please take a minute and follow this channel. I love the likes. I love that you you press like, and I love your comments, and I hope you'll keep doing that. But the thing that helps this channel the best is follow. Follow, and I promise we'll continue to debunk the political madness that is out there. I'll continue to bring you stories about technology, public events, and things that affect our daily lives. So click follow. And then, just a quick reminder, it does cost money to produce this product every single day. And so I hope you'll take a minute, click on the link in the description, and become a member of the JMAC Members Club. As little as $5 a month will help keep me uh, on the air. I say I keep saying on the air. I spent 20 years in talk radio. I realize this is not on the air. This is not going through airwaves. Well, I guess it is if you're listening in your car through streaming. Okay, I'm going to keep saying on the air. I've decided. I just talked my way through it. Hey, thank you for listening. Leave your comments, follow, become a member of the JMAC Members Club. And thank you so much for joining us and have a wonderful day.